0: Hey guys,
1: welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. If you'll notice over my shoulder here, I've got all my goodies. I got some mass gain because it's uh, two scoops or 1,200 calories. So um, my, I've, my parents have come to stay with me for a few months just because of everything that's going on. Obviously, if you're over the age of uh, 60, you got to be careful. And they're 75 and 85 respectively. So while they're here... Um, I went ahead and stocked up for about uh, four or five months, enough to make sure that everyone here is covered. Um, just because you know, if if I go out and I happen to, uh, uh, <coughs> you know what I'm saying, um, then they may may end up getting it. So I made sure to get enough for for everybody. So I hope you all are prepared for all the all the craziness and the goodness that is to come. I'm also very closely watching the markets and trying to, not that you can time, you wanna buy on the way down and buy on the way back up and try to aim for the bottom, but you can never guess the bottom. So I've been watching the stock market pretty quick. I think it's gonna be a little while till we have a buying opportunity. So I'm just keeping an eye on it. My, <laughs> I've been in uh, Bitcoin for a little while and uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting as well. So let's move on. So today um, my topic is going to be a little bit about why many of us guys, many, many, many of us guys have decided. We talk about, you know, the funny things in the games and and some of the awful things we see out there and the terrible dating profiles. But what does it really boil down to? What does it boil down to at the core of it why so many of us men have said, no more, I'm not going to do it anymore. It's going to be cheating. And since this is happening more and more, this is something that I think affects every everybody's life to some degree, but it, it's definitely been more to affecting men. And, you know, statistics, and I have some statistics that we'll go over, but statistics kind of say that traditionally it's been 60-40 men versus women. Now it's actually moved up to 60-60, like 60% of guys do it, 60% of women. So when you look at, you know, we we kind of, in in this type of, um, i don 't know in this type of atmosphere, some of us are stats guys. Some of us are we just use our emotional logic and say i 've been burned 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 i 'm not doing this anymore i 'm out then there 's uh, some of us that have been you know kind of had some bad times a few times and you said, Let me dig into this. what am I working with what what is going on to where things are not working in my favor and we start pulling up statistics. I like statistics because it's easy to say, well, you, you know, (laughs) who hurt you or you just have had some, some bad interactions or so on and so forth. But when you, when you start pooling together statistics, it gives you a snapshot of all society and all things that are going on. And that makes it a lot easier to try to make an informed decision of, is this just things that I'm doing wrong? Is this things that I'm, I'm, you know, making bad decisions or is this something that's kind of universal now? So I have some statistics that I'm going to pull up here and I'm gonna jump on this and we're gonna read through some of this real quick, not real quick, but we're gonna read through this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna jump and read each paragraph and we're going to talk a little bit about it. So this is from a website um, Truth about Deception, Facts and Statistics about cheating. Given the secretive nature of cheating exact figures about it and extra, uh, marital affairs are nearly impossible to establish, but listed below are some of the most well-supported facts about it. All cited sources can be found on our reference page. It is estimated that roughly 30 to 60% of all married individuals will do it at some point during their marriage. Uh, these numbers are probably on the conservative side if you consider that close to half of all marriages end in divorce. People are more likely to stray as relationships fall apart. Slur- uh, people are more likely to stray as relationships fall apart. So first let's talk about this. So let's say roughly 30 to 60. That's a, that's a big gap. That's a big gap to say it's roughly. Let's shoot for the middle and say 50%, 45%. And then they say these numbers are probably on the conservative side. Okay, so what's that mean? 50, 55? Are we back up to 60 again? But that's a, a, you gotta, that's a flip of a coin and right there when it comes to your, let me ask you a question. You, those of you that have money, which is most of us that are working or out there, if I said, okay, I want you to tell me everything that you have in, that is an asset, so you know, your home, your vehicles, your retirement account, your checking account, savings account, okay, pull that all up, I'll flip you a coin, and if you win, you keep it. But if you lose, you give me half. No one would take that bet, not one person alive. They'd be crazy to, but that's what we're talking about here, okay? So they're just talking about, and and again, this is, you have to say, well, you got to catch them though, right? Because if you don't catch them, then you can say, well, I don't don't know, am I part of that 50% or not? When things are going well, a lot of times what happened to us is we said, I never saw it coming. Things were going so well, I never saw it, right? So we weren't thinking that it was going to happen. That happens to a lot of people. And then when things are kind of going bad, then maybe you're thinking it might be happening. Do you really want to put the time and the effort and the energy into worrying about this thing? Because fifty percent of the time, you're going to have to think it's happening. I, I don't like those numbers, and that's just more stress and more angst and more um, negative feelings. Something bad in your life you have to worry about. I don't want to. I don't want to be there. Research. Uh, let's see. I don't want to. I don't. I've covered that in another video, so we won't go over that part. Um, it's becoming more common among people under 30. Many experts believe this is increased in cheatings due to greater opportunity, time spent away from spouse, as well as young people developing the habit of having multiple partners before marriage. So this is big. So not only is having multiple partners at the same time becoming a thing, but the casual laissez-faire, um, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, I do it and I brag about it on social media and uh, I have an OnlyFans page and so on and so forth. And all these things, you start sh- painting a picture where it's it's not looked at as a negative anymore. In that case, now maybe that 50%, again, conservatively, we'll say that maybe that 50 percent's now 60 or 70. Now, truthfully, we could say it's 90, but let's just play with the odds a little bit and say, okay, maybe it's a 60 or 70% chance now. That it's going up with younger people. Well, me at forty, my my dating pool forty-seven technically, but I mean my dating pool uh, was two years ago a twenty-six-year-old and a twenty-eight-year-old and a thirty-one-year-old, and well, those are the ages they're talking about. So you know, there's and I, I know there's a couple of viewers out there that are in their fifties dating that age. Well, look at the Look at the statistics. So now you have to say to yourself, okay, so that's probably going to happen, and I'm really not comfortable with that because of all the various all the various uh, issues that go along with it. they continue on, there are no definitive signs of, of cheating, but in hindsight, you'll always find them. In other words, I, mean, I never saw this coming, but then it happens, and then you think back and you say, you know, she always did, after she texted, put her phone face down, or uh, she did spend a little long in the bathroom, and I heard her giggling one time because she might have been texting, or she's always on the phone, or she's talking... Um, <coughs> she's talking to old friends in on Facebook right we all we all know those those signs some cultures have adopted extreme measures to combat it and that's some of the things that they do in uh, the Middle East many are or men are more likely to do it than women but women have become more f- uh, financially independent and they're beginning to act more like guys with respect to it so in many cases now, like I said before, it used to be 60% of dudes, 40% of women. Now it's closer to 60-60. And that's not to say, you know, guys do it too, of course, but it's for different reasons most of the time. And we'll touch on that. Uh, emotionally, as possible have feelings for more than one person at a time. Yep. Um, as more and more women enter the workforce, office romances are becoming more common. Spouses often spend more time with coworkers than with each other. And this is another thing, you know, the joke when it was my age, uh when I was a teenager in high school or whatever the joke was, uh your your daddy was the milkman or is the milkman, or the the male guy or something like that. Meaning that, you know, mom was home all day long. The only two people she really had interactions with or would have interactions with is, you know, male delivery guy or the milkman, because they actually delivered milk to the house. This is going a long time ago for some of you young guys. Uh, in rural areas. They used to have a guy, a milkman, that would come around and leave bottles in a little cooler on your patio that was filled with ice. So, uh, but as times have come forward now, think about this. If I'm working my job for 8, 10, 12 hours in engineering, where 95% of guys around me are guys, right? And then maybe you have, uh, you're dating somebody or married to somebody that's also, let's say, an engineer, where she around, she's surrounded by 90, 95% guys, we know statistically what's, what's more likely to happen there. The initial discussion to be unfaithful is rarely, if ever, a rational choice. Instead, it's usually driven by circumstances and one's emotions. In fact, most people are surprised by their own behavior at the start of it. Not guys, I don't think. Guys know that when things kind of dry up at home and we've got that hunger, if you know what I'm saying, um, we'll start keeping an eye out for opportunities. But in that case, it's it's majority of the time just a kind of a physical thing, right? Where it used to be women were, it was more of a, an emotional thing. But now, come to find out, they used to need the emotional part because they were very reserved and very um, uh, held back with their actions um, when it comes to physicality. Not so much anymore. So now they're just like the guys who are just, hey, it was, it was a fling. It was fun. I wanted something new. It made me feel attractive, whatever. There's emotional compared with pure physical, can inflict as much, if not more, hurt, pain, and suffering. And to make matters worse, it involves both physical and emotional betrayal. Right. So usually, I don't know which, I think, I mean, both are ending, right? But I don't know which would be uh, worse. Uh, My woman coming to me and saying, I just did it because it was a thing and he was cute and I wanted to get some. So what about getting some with me? You know, where am I failing? So, so that puts a lot of insecurities in guys or that can make them feel pretty bad about it that she's just basically a slut. And then um, the other thing is that if it's emotional and physical, it's over. I mean, both cases are over. But then it's just like, man, like, I, you know, neither way is good. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, many people find a more suitable mate after they are already married. And... You know, uh, again, I think it would guys might leave the family unit more often if there weren't such penalties to men when it comes to leaving. You know, the alimony, child support, things like that. Uh, let's see. So they, uh, yeah, here's another one that I wanted to read. A happy marriage is no guarantee that a spouse will be faithful. Happily married people sometimes do it just for novelty, just for meh, new, no, it's exciting, the tingles. He was interesting. He was buff. She was beautiful, whatever. But this is what I wanted to come to. This is this is written by, uh, let's see, I think somewhere I read. Maybe this is in the article, but um, read when, when I read through this, you'll you'll catch. Uh, who's likely to do it um, while the desired sheet's a fundamental and unconscious part of our human nature? Not everyone will be unfaithful. On surveys, it was something like the majority of people would like what everybody seems to want is it's okay for me to do it, but I don't want my partner or my wife or my husband, whatever to do it. And those of you that teased me for saying partners, because this is a, it's a unisex kind of thing um, that I want to be able to do it, but I don't want them to be able to do it. It's kind of pretty selfish, right? Well, that's what's happening most of the time that people will get very upset when the other person's doing it, but well, it's okay if I do it because I'm just doing it for X reason. Uh, It it says uh, like most of our behaviors, it's not intentional, but for the most part is situationally driven. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with that is that many times um, guys are not usually glued to their phones. Guys are not quite as much a social creature. My phone, um, the messages and the emails and the texts I get are centered solely around this channel or things I've ordered online about a package being laid or something like that. I have I literally spend 1% of my time on this doing any social or texting or I don't have social media as much anymore with the exception of uh, my my Instagram for business. But what do we know of women? Sometimes they're on Tinder just swiping away, they've got friends on Facebook, they're here, they're there, and they seem to always be on that phone and they're not looking at memes, let's be honest with it. So the situation, you know, it says it's situationally driven, but it seems the situation with, with this nowadays makes it extremely easy and convenient to make that situation happen much easier than it was in the past. When placed in the right situation or the wrong situation in this case, our emotions can prompt us to act in ways which are counter to our beliefs. Please note that some of the factors listed below are drawn from Buss and Sheckleford's work on infidelity. So what uh, factors influence what factors influence an individual's willingness? Now here's here's the thing and, and before I get down through all of this, but think of this. If you are not attractive, if you don't make a lot of money, if you're not very social, um, like right now they talk a big about uh, social distancing because of the, you know, the, the, the thing going around right now, <laughs> right? Um, that's perfect with me because I'm socially isolated all the time, right? But, Young guys, <clears throat> young guys that are working in a job um, that, as they're just getting started out, they may be working in a job like construction, or something that doesn't pay extremely well. They're not around uh, women at all. They're maybe not attractive. They don't have a lot of money. All these things. So when they start dating somebody, they they don't have a lot of opportunity because it's not around them in the workplace. They're not they're not. Uh, you know, uh, they're always usually strapped for cash, which means they can barely take care of themselves versus somebody else on an expensive date or whatever. Um, They may not be very attractive. And because of those things, as all those rank up, you have more opportunity. A rich guy's got lots of opportunity. Someone that's extremely attractive has lots of opportunity. Someone that has a very large social circle has a lot of opportunity. Who do we know right now that, say, for example, has a very large... Um, social circle, it doesn't necessarily have to be mean they're friends, they just have a lot of people contacting them so that gives them a lot of opportunity um, they, even if they're not uh, truly attractive, if they pose just right and they get the right angle and they put a little bit of that blur filter that takes out the little creases in the corner of their eyes, who do we know that might be thinking they're a little too attractive or they have a little too much opportunity because they're getting a lot of attention women so let's, re- let's read through this. Uh, all things being equal an individual's attractiveness influences how likely they are to do it. Attraction comes in many different forms. One's physical appearance, one's social skills, one's tangible resources, resources such as money. The more one is in demand, the more likely one is to cheat. People who have higher incomes, more education, and successful careers are more likely to, to do it than people that are less successful. Physical attractiveness also plays an important role. So let's take joker for an example okay joker is average joker is average joker is average how do i how do i improve my ability to go out there and better that joker gets some gains joker gets some gains average <laughs> you can only do so much right so once we've improved two out of the three our our odds are much better well this is one of the reasons why i tell many of you guys out there when you're in your 20s, work on the green. Work on the green and to keep yourself uh, you know, loaded with testosterone and feeling good about yourself and having a positive attitude about yourself and keeping yourself healthy. Even if you are monk, keeping yourself healthy, that's going to include the gym, running, working out, etc. That's two out of the three. So this may never be pretty, but I'll tell you what, a, a, a buff muscle... Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, in his younger days, a little better looking, but he was never like a model, but you see those those guns walking down the street. He's done a couple of Hollywood movies. I guarantee you he had no problems when it comes to that stuff. Opportunity. All Again, all things being equal, the more individual free time people have, the more likely they are to do it. Couples who have separate social lives, friends, careers, travel plans, and so on are much more likely to to cheat than couples who spend most of their time together the more opportunity people have the greater odds that it will happen okay let's 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 okay separate social lives social media is a social life right so that's going to count as one and then the the gal pals invited me to go out on a Friday or Saturday night that's another instance I'm going to take some time off work and the girls and I are heading to Vegas or heading to Paris or heaven that's another one separate social lives And then uh, friends, you know, so there's going to be friend circles. And again, that kind of deals with what I just said. Careers, women are are working in fields, usually men do not. Travel plans, that's what I was saying about the overseas stuff, and so on and so forth, right? So when are you together? In the morning when you wake up, maybe getting ready for work, and after you come home, maybe sometimes after you do the gym, after this. So you're really only together an hour while you get around in the morning, so that doesn't count, and then maybe an hour or two before bed in the evening. That doesn't really, I mean, it's, you know, maybe time to catch up on your day, but what about the guy that, you know, works across the aisle? Or same thing for guys. What about if you're working as a, I don't know, a doctor and you're surrounded by nurses all day? Same thing. What if you're with them for eight, 10, 12 hours a day? There may be a connection happening there and it may not be enough and necessarily you want to end what you have at home, but hey, what a great opportunity. Here's my cake and I get to eat it at home as well. Uh, risk-taking. Okay. And this, this has a lot to do with the younger generation that's out there. People who like to take risks or have a sense of adventure are more likely to do it than people who are fearful or timid by nature. This is mo- most likely a genetic component involved in risk-taking behavior. Some people may be predisposed to taking risks. Now that can be the, the outgoing adventurous guy, um, without a care in the world. He is very, uh, kind of, um, adventurous, outgoing, bubbly, he's extroverted, that kind of guy. But it can also be the, you know, at first a girl puts a regular picture and she gets some some likes. And then one picture happens to be a little bit lower cut, more likes. Here's me in some uh, booty shorts and a low cut, more likes. Bikini, more likes. All of a sudden, she's like feeling like she's I'm an influencer even though I have only 2000 followers or whatever but she's getting all that attention, right? So she doesn't feel so bad about the risk taking. What once was, oh, I'm a little shy about this, now it's, wow, I get all this uh, appraise and attention for whatever I'm doing, so I'm gonna keep going up with it. Now that's the same person that you look at and you go, yeah, you're all right. Same as many other people out there, but She's had all this adoration, all this attention, all this wonderful piled onto her. The same kid, thing can kind of go for guys. I mean, I've seen, um, there was a guy that I met in Peru when I was traveling, and we met for a Peruvian hike up to um, uh, the ayahuasca, where I went and did the ayahuasca. And this guy went with us. And this guy, the fun, he was like 6'2". He was built, but not super muscular. He was just super athletic, really good-looking guy, Nahoma. Um, But the thing is, he was not into women. He was into guys. and But it didn't matter to the women. They still giggled and played with their hair. Sorry, they played with their hair and twirled their hair when they were around him and flirted with him. And, oh, boy, I, I tell you what, I think I could straighten you out if you gave me a chance. <laughs> and I'm sitting there blown away because this, I mean, the guy on his, uh, we, we got shared Instagram information so we could uh, share travel photos because he was going around the world like I was, but we were going in opposite directions. And we, he said, oh, I can tell you some great places to go when you're like in Thailand or the Philippines or, you know, in Europe or so. And I said, okay, great. I can do the same thing the other direction. And so we stayed in touch. He's got pictures of him and his guy on there and right. Didn't matter. The women, the, 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 the raw attraction overrode everything in their head that said, this isn't going to happen, you know, but it didn't matter when we, whenever we were walking somewhere on a hike, there would be me, the guide over here, maybe like one more woman over here. And he was up there with like six of the, the younger women just surrounded him. And he wasn't that interesting. He wasn't, you know, but they couldn't help it. And it's the same thing if, if a woman was a model and she's like, No, nah, I'm only in a girl's guys. It's still be like, maybe I could change your mind. You know, if you give a, give a dude a chance, you know? So All right, Uh, let's see. Personality differences. Um, Again, more uh, extroverted. Uh, And this is another interesting. People in a position of power are more likely to do it. Uh, Power increases one's confidence, leading to powerful individuals to act in a more assertive and outgoing ways. There we go. Women entering the workforce. They're getting positions of uh, uh, being in charge. Uh, Teachers. We see that becoming a problem, right? (laughs) Teachers and their students. And of course, uh, the drive for it, which is if you have a higher drive. Well, we're finding out now that lots of people have higher drives, so. Guys, I'm not gonna keep going on on this. You kinda get the idea that today the dynamics have changed a lot. And what's this all boiled down to? When you start start thinking about it, when you add all these things up and you start stacking them up and you start looking at statistics and you say, you know, 50% chance that something like this happens, 70% chance she files, right? So now the the coin flip of her or him, either way, but still, 50-50 chance either partner does it. It doesn't mean you're going to catch it. And of course, if you don't catch it, it's, oh, she's perfect or he's perfect, so on and so forth. Um, that's 50%. 70% they initiate um, filing for divorce. So now take that coin and flip it. And let's say it lands up, heads, you're safe. She hasn't done it. Or she has and you didn't catch her. Take that coin and flip it again. Now, you've got you know, 30% chance on one side, but 70% chance on the other. You've got a, a 7 in 10 chance she's going to file on you. What if she does? What are you going to lose? Now, take that coin and flip it again for X, Y, Z, and keep flipping that baby. By the time you're done with all the coin flips, the chance that you got somebody that's going to treat you well, not step out on you, not file, so on and so forth, all these statistics together, it's like 0%. Not really, but it, it, it starts getting slim enough where do I really want to take all that time to search to find the one person, that pin in the haystack? Actually, it's like looking for a needle and a needle stack, right? Do I want to take the time to look through all that pain and all those sharp points and all the frustration, all the misery to try to find that one? Now, maybe you found it and it's good for two years, but then something happens. Throw it back in the pile trial again. This one went... Weirdo on like date five, throw it back, try again. Okay, this one three years into it, we were engaged, but uh, try it again. And I've got a story coming up right after this one about fiance is doing some very bad things. So, how many times do you go through that until all of a sudden you're covered in in little red dots and you're half bleeding out because you (laughs) you kept reaching it and getting stung every time you reached into the needle stack? Do you go, you know, this is just not worth my time. How much of my life am I going to waste? reaching into this needle stack. And that is why we are what we are. Guys, if you want to support my work, links are below. Thank you for all the, the, all of you that have. Keep sending in those emails. I do read them. It's going to take me a little time to get through them all. I do not have time to write you all back, but I do read them. That I promise. And if you link a video, I'll do a little check of it. I, it doesn't mean I can watch a two-hour doc, though. I just don't have the time for that right now. But uh, And if you uh, uh, if you want to also support my channel, like, comment, share, and share is very, very important because I think some statistics are changing where um, my my views are going down a little bit. Um, it could be just the time of year and people are watching other news that might <coughs> you know I mean? be a little bit more important to them, but keep, keep sharing and getting that information out there. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I am Joker, and remember, when somebody says, why are you single? All you have to do is say, I'm tired of looking for needles in a needle stack. Thank you.